This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Central.com. It is Friday morning. This is Unradio. This is Unscripted. And this morning it is most <coughs> definitely Uncensored. John Tissell, and I'm here with Tamar, who's looking really pretty this morning. Your hair looks really cool. Thank you so much. South African weather, I'm telling you. Mm. We've had an amazing winter. We had We've an had amazing very winter. Very little cold. Yeah, I'm just coughing a little bit. A little bit. But it's. It's like I actually sat in the sun mm. yesterday and I got almost burned. Mm, it's really it's it's that been amazing. Or oh, that beautiful. So here's the best cure for coughs we have found. It really is fantastic. Yeah. One teaspoonful of black pepper, ground black pepper. Oh, you lost two, me. Two <laughs> tablespoons of honey. Okay. And a mug of hot water. And there's no cum anywhere and there's no, no squirting no, anywhere. No, okay. no. So pepper. Teaspoon black pepper, yeah. two tablespoons of honey. Put that in a mug of hot water, drink it. Okay. If I survive, I'll tell you how it was. Really good. All the grannies tell me that somehow fresh onion that you mm. not not used, there's a lot of problems with apparently cut onion, pre-cut. Mm-hmm. So you take the onion, you chop it, and you cook it overnight. You use honey as well. Apparently onion is very good for yeah. you. Onion, garlic, all these things, <clears throat> they're really fantastic. Also good for so, sore throat after oh. a lot of blowjobs, also good. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, a okay. bit of a rough night. Okay, yeah. Hey, we're all about practicality. Absolutely. So we definitely need that. Sometimes it happens. Yes. So we are talking this morning about male sexuality, the silent shame of men, what happens when it works, what happens when it doesn't work, male orgasms. Is male sexuality so simple? Because a lot of people think it is. And I have to tell you, the more time I spend with men, the more complex it is. Mm. Um. And some really big announcements about interesting things that are happening. But let us do this first. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Canipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Demisexual. Dirty dictionary word. Demisexual. If you are a demisexual, what are you? What do you do? So, WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. We would love to hear what you think demisexual is. And any questions you have about male sexuality? Um, hmm. You're someone else's, because we all have a friend who... Of course, it's never My nice. friend who, my cousin, asked me sure. to ask. Mm-mm-mm. Absolutely, so let us know. Any idea what a demisexual is? And it's not demi, more fantasies. <laughs> then you lost me. Demi is, is something that is like half or... Se- so I don't know. So what, is, what does it mean? Well, 
That's what we're going to find Stick out. Stick around and we're going to find out. <laughs> Stick around. You'll know what Demi more sexuality is. That's it. So, some big announcements. Okay, here we go. First one is, this is really cool. Um, a new website went live two days ago. Yeah. So please check it out. Mm. www.eroslife.co.za. Um, my friend Charlie built it and he has done the most amazing job. Charlie. Well done, Charlie. Absolutely awesome. So it's a work in progress, mm. but we'd love to know what you think. So please, um, check go in that and out. check it out. eroslife.co.za. Lots of practical stuff as well there. Yeah, that's really what it's about. Mm. On Tuesday, we are doing an oral sex workshop in Joburg. So come and learn how to give the most awesome blowjob and how to give your female partner the most incredible pleasure with your mouth that you can. That's mm. for singles and couples. There's no nudity. <laughs> really safe First space all, for everybody. Or also. Yeah. Yes. Then, next Friday, we are doing something that I think is radio history. Um, it's never been done in South Africa. I don't know if it's ever been done anywhere in the world. So if anybody knows if Howard Stern's done it, let us know. We are going to do, in celebration of Orgasm Day, we are going to do a live squirting orgasm in the studio. Da, 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 da. Everybody in Cliff Central we just ran out. <laughs> well, no, they ran to call all their friends. <laughs> <laughs> they can't watch. It's in a closed no. studio. Next Only the people's going to listen. So join us next Friday for that because that's really exciting. Explain just. And we're going to talk a, a little bit about what female ejaculation is, what it's all about, how do you make it happen, what stops you experiencing that. Yeah. And then um, a model that we worked with at Sexpo, uh, Monique, is going to be here. Wow. And we are actually going to do this as an experience. And it's going to be a mic really close to her, so you're going to be able to hear what's happening. Wow. And we will have some pictures. That's for sure. So that's really cool. That's really wow. exciting. <laughs> as, uh, as we got instructions, the plastic will be covering Absolutely. most of the studio. Absolutely. Because how much, how much does a woman can squirt? How much can a woman well, squirt? Well, it can be, um, up to almost like a, like a wine glass full at a mm, time. Wow. So, so like, that really, we need some towels. Okay, I'll, I'll get the towels. Absolutely. <laughs> and I have to tell you something. Last night, we went to a piece of South African history, a piece of Joburg history that's about to disappear, which is the Doll's House in Orange Grove. Oh, yeah. It has been there for 96 years. 96. It has been open. Tell us about it. Close soon. What does it do? So it's a roadhouse. It's a road, old style roadhouse, <clears throat> and it's been a part of so many people's lives. Mm. So, in the next couple of weeks, gonna, if you were part of the doll's house, it? yeah, mm. go and and visit and have a milkshake and brings back a lot of beautiful memories. What can you expect there? You just go in. Is so it like really old? And it's a roadhouse. You I sit in your car. Outside, and you that's order, it? That's it. It's like a diner outside. That's it. You sit okay. in your car. You order food. It's really cool. It's really fun. It used to be the meeting point for so many people. Wow. Before partying, after partying. Um, amazing piece of, of history. Cool. That That is changing. Louis so, Botha, eh? Yes. Mm. Male sexuality. And we think it's such a simple thing because... the mechanics is kind of simple. And that's what we're concerned with. So most men have any, a functional relationship with their genitals and with their sexuality. Mm. That's it. Full mm. stop. And all that they're concerned with is it works. Mm. That's it. 
Are you in pain there? No, no, no. I'm trying to, to, yeah, it's not to cough. Because you are it's making not, like really <laughs> funny. It's, um, it's not coughing movements. So oh, it's moving okay. the, the throat so it won't itch. Okay. I'm with you completely. Okay. Would you like a cough lozenge? No, I would like, okay. um, I would like this just, it's, it's a funny thing and it will go away. Okay. Tell me more about. Okay. So all that men are generally concerned with most men is this functional relationship with their genitals and with their sexuality. Mm. The concern is that it works when I need it to work and that's all. There's often very little emotional connection. So here's an interesting thing <clears throat> as yeah. a starting point. Mm -hmm. Every two years, Durex does a major sex survey around yeah. the world and they come up with all sorts of of stuff. So a few surveys ago, there was a figure that a certain percentage of men were not sexually fulfilled. So the first thing that you think about is, are they having enough sex? Yeah. Because that's the first thing with they men. They don't ejaculate maybe or Whatever. Just not enough sex. Okay. Not dysfunction. Oh, just, just not enough. All right. That was the first thing. Then you go a little bit deeper and these were people who were having more than enough sex. So that wasn't the issue. The issue was it was not fulfilling. Mm. And that figure grew and grew and grew. And what it comes down to is there wasn't fulfillment, there wasn't connection, there wasn't intimacy in the sex. So men are looking for that often as much as women are. Sure. But we don't know how to get that. We don't know how to – how do we create that? And the first thing is that we have to create it within ourselves. We have to acknowledge the importance of intimacy, of emotion. And one of the things that you need to understand as a man, so in Tantra, the word for a cock is a lingam, L-I-N-G-A-M, and lingam means staff of life. So we talk lots about yonis. Today we are talking about a new word, lingam. So your staff of life. <laughs> and all that you're concerned with is that your staff of life actually is a staff when it needs to be. Stiff as you need it to be <clears throat> That's it But there's a whole other story with that And we will talk about soft sex Which can be absolutely incredible for both of you It's incredibly tender Incredibly beautiful and emotional You know, we need to separate the fantasy Because a lot of men think they're not getting enough sex But that's in the fantasy They just fantasize something that, something that doesn't exist So if I had more sex I would do it better or I have more But actually, as you said that's now in the survey It's not so much about the fantasy It's sometimes just having a lot of sex Because that's men's default setting mm. In a lot of intimate situations That's mm. what we do, we have sex The head of your lingam And your heart Are one energy system <laughs> They are connected so for most men, sex happens below the waist and above the knees. And that's it. But the head of your lingam and your heart are one energy system. But you're talking so physically, literally. There is, a liter there is a physical, there is an energy connection. Okay. So where we find the greatest fulfillment is in the heart. So male sexuality for most men is geared totally towards orgasm. So from the time you started touching yourself at age 12, 13, whatever that was, you had an orgasm and an ejaculation. And orgasm and ejaculation are not the same thing. They're separate processes in the body. Mm. So men can have multiple orgasms 
and men can have orgasms without ejaculating. Nobody teaches us this. Sure. And from the time you started touching yourself, you had an orgasm and an ejaculation. So that's the criterion that you measure successful sex by. Hmm. Instead of understanding that sex is about pleasure. So, orgasm yeah. is just one possibility. And when we start to change that, we actually free ourselves it becomes liberating because essentially your orgasm controls you. Your orgasm owns you. You don't own it. Mm. So that's a default. Yes, okay. that's all it is. You're not in control. <coughs> you're not there. You're not present. You have sex. You've got to have an orgasm. Mm. So what you just said there is really important because when it's about orgasm, it takes us out of being present because we focus on whatever we need to do to get to that point. Mm. So whatever the fantasies are, whatever the thoughts are, whatever the stimulation that we need, that's where we go. So the sensations, the emotions, the feelings that we're experiencing now, we only scratch the surface of. We don't allow ourselves to go deeper into them because of where we have to be Instead of saying, slow down, stop, feel. So, amazing tip. You want to change your sexual experience as a man. Mm -hmm. Three words. <laughs> Three words. Stop, breathe, relax. Stop, breathe, relax. And you actually... You don't let the orgasm control you, but you actually let the, the, all those pleasure yeah. waves just So even go. if you're nowhere near orgasm, mm. just stop moving. Full stop. And <clears throat> there's this kind of biological thing within us that when you're in between somebody's legs, you've got to yeah. move. Stop. Be still. And then breathe really, really deeply and relax your body. So the way that most men <clears throat> have orgasm and have sex, it's a contractive experience. So think about when you get close to orgasm, your muscles get tight, your breathing gets quick. <gasps> then you yeah. have this big explosion mm -hmm. and men don't really scream or shout or they'll just kind of their breathing will change a little bit. And you're not sure if they're constipated or they have gas <laughs> or they actually have an orgasm. Some do scream, by yes. the way. Some do. Absolutely. And, and, and the a more you scream, the better. <laughs> And we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah, I have to say, tell a story. And um, just stop. And then when you breathe really deeply, your body relaxes. And the more you relax, the deeper you breathe. The deeper you breathe, the more you relax. When you're contracted, all of that sensation, all those feelings stay in your pelvis. They can't move. That's the nature of contraction. When you relax, all of that beautiful energy can spread through your body. So it becomes a much bigger experience. And then breath actually serves to move the mm. energy through your body. Everything goes. And go then move traveling. again. Mm. And then it becomes a very different experience. Then understand that you don't always have to have an orgasm. Every time you have sex, we've just put that as 
the criterion of good for sex this, or that's of it. sex. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, has to be an orgasm. That's it. One for each, <clears throat> and that's it. You've done your thing. And when you start to change that, you actually are able to experience much deeper sensation. Oh yeah. And then you can keep all that energy in your body. So it's simply patterning and conditioning that says, I have to do this. And if I don't have an organ, I'm going to get really frustrated and blue balls and all yeah, sorts of things. And, yeah, it's simply a pattern in your body. That's all. Nothing else. Sure. So changing that <clears throat> really starts to free you. Hmm. And that's incredible. It is incredible, but it exposes a lot of embarrassment, deconnection, uh, you know, lack of connection to your real emotions. Why are you having sex with this person, feeling comfortable with your own body? Because once you stop breathing, relax, other things come up. But then you have to be more intimate and you have to be more vulnerable. Of course you have to, moment. but it's, it's a foreign concept. It is a foreign concept. Well, for, most, for most men it is. And when you start to change that, that's where sex Changes. That's when sex happens, really. And that's when it's really, really beautiful. Mm. And that's when you start understanding <clears throat> sexual energy, the connection and the possibilities. So it comes down to saying, what kind of sex do you want to have? And unfortunately, and it's a sad thing, and I see this every single week, where men are so narrow in their sexual perspective and so locked into the way mm. that they think it should yeah. be. Yeah. And, you know, a long time ago, I went to a swingers club. Oh, shocking. Somebody told me about this club. Yeah. I went to yeah. see what it was once. all about. Once. Just once. Yeah. <clears throat> and I only heard. Yeah. And I thought, this is amazing because here are all these sexually open people and it's going to be amazing to teach them and to share with them and help them have all of these different kinds of sex. And they just want to continue. They want to do exactly what it is that they know how to do. So they might do it with lots of different people, mm. but they do exactly the same thing sure. in exactly the same way. And that's all. Don't you, don't you think it's a little bit of our perception as a society? We are aimed to just get something new all the time. So it's a new car, new job, more money, but we don't know why we're actually doing it for no, we haven't really thought about that. Why are we with the and person where we are and why do all the time think about the other person, you know, our neighbor's wife or, you know, my next Because the fantasy is often easier than being present. Mm. <clears throat> so being present means really acknowledging myself, acknowledging my partner. And in my work, we're moving so much more into what we're calling heart-centered sexuality. Mm. So this is the easiest way to explain it maybe at the moment. For most of us, arousal is the entry point to sex. That's true. If I'm not aroused, then I cannot have sex. So I have and to wait for there to be arousal. Hence spontaneous, hence need to just come out of nowhere. Yeah. So yeah. the first thing about that is arousal is not always present because true. certain things prevent our arousal, and we're going to talk about those now. Then my arousal might not match my partner's arousal. So I'm really turned on. He or she might not be. Then we have a problem because we're nowhere near in the same place. Mm -hmm. Then there's the functionality, which means my body has to work at that time. Yeah. Okay. And there are certain things that get in the way of that. Stress, medication, all sorts of other things. 
Also, sometimes when I'm present and my emotions come up, I might actually all of a sudden not be turned on. So that can change, and we go through cycles of that. It can, but it scares. So yeah. my partner and I talked about it a lot, and he said to me, <clears throat> because I so I care for you and I love you, and we actually all of a sudden are in a different intimate situation, it might not be completely like a moment of rock, you know, rock hard moment yeah. and it's it's a whole different range of emotions yeah. so when the heart becomes <clears throat> the entry point <clears throat> it's very very different because then love becomes the trigger for arousal and that's a whole different story when the heart is the entry point it's about intimacy it's about connection it's about so much more than just an erection and Penetration of some sort or stimulation of some sort and orgasm. Would you agree that when I'm intimate with you and when I'm completely connected and I see you, that becomes a turn on? That's the biggest turn on that there is. And the rest of it is based purely on external factors. So it's based on this particular fantasy turns me on. The more conscious you become about your sexuality and the more your sexuality changes, the less some of the fantasies actually have impact. Mm, wow. And you'll find that fantasies that you've had for years that really always worked yeah. actually don't have any effect anymore. They That's actually become boring. It's like mind blowing. Wow, what is this? Hmm. And it really changes enormously. Wow. So there is this secret silent shame that so many men live with. And I see this literally every week. Even yesterday morning, I got a message. Somebody who has been in a relationship with somebody for nine years. This is not uncommon. Nine years. He struggles physically with certain sexual issues. That means he struggles emotionally with certain issues. Okay. This is particular relationship has been happening for nine years. This situation has been present for nine years. And now do you meet them? Is it now, now? Is he willing to do something about it? Yeah. No. <laughs> but it's deep. It's deep. And this is the secret shame of men because we have decided that the prime identification of my masculinity is my sexuality. My performance, rather. Not no. how much money I might make, not what I've created, not what I might own, not what I might achieve in the world. What defines me as a man more than anything else is my sexuality and my sexual prowess. So you're not going to take it away from me. You're not going to change it. Don't and touch if it. if I cannot perform in the way that I think I should be or the way that society has put me into the category of performance – then there is incredible shame in that. Mm. I will not acknowledge it. I will not admit it. I will not allow it to be there. And I will not do anything about it. And that is the biggest problem. So think about if you have a pain somewhere in your body, you have a sore okay. back. Yeah. How long are you going to walk around with a sore back before you go and do something? As much as I can till I'm going to literally drop usually. That's the okay, Western that's culture. You because you are stubborn. No, but, but so many people don't do anything till they can't walk. They yeah. just, they delay it. They suppress. Mm. They take pills. They, they just put but it eventually aside. you're going to go to yeah. the doctor or you're going to go to the physio or you're going to go somewhere yeah. to fix that. 
But they usually, in whatever way. yeah, they will tell you, listen, there's no quick fix. You'll have to, you have to do some exercise. You'll have to sit mm-hmm. better. You'll have to not work in front of your computer your whole day. No, but a lot of people will get some kind of pain relief. Okay. So I have a sore back. I'll either go and get some pills or I will go for a massage. I'll go for acupuncture. I'll go okay. to the physio. I will do something. All right. Sexually, and I'm making very generalized statement here, but it applies to more than 98, whatever percent of men. They won't. They will not. They will not acknowledge the problem. It will not be discussed in their relationship. It will not be put on the table and unpacked like we do other things. And do you know how many relationships end end through this factor alone? I'll just leave. And it is so scary because if I am unfulfilled sexually, one of two things will happen. My partner will shut their sexuality down to make it okay for me to live with the problem that I do, Mm. or which means they will totally suppress that beautiful part of themselves, or they will go find it elsewhere. (laughs) Both of those in their own way are incredibly destructive and self-destructive. So we will make it okay, women make it okay for men to live with their sexual issues. Generally, the two most common are early ejaculation and inability to get an erection. Hmm. And those are the two biggest issues. Then there's a whole spectrum of other things. But so many women make it okay for their men to live with this. So much more shame, guilt, pain, anger is just accumulating with years and years of suppression. So we shut it down within ourselves. We suppress that within ourselves. We won't talk about it. We won't acknowledge it. And we will not do anything about it. Hmm. So we turn all this inwards. Mm -hmm. There's enormous judgment on ourselves. And we shut down this incredible intimacy in our relationship. So some of the major causes of these sexual issues in men, stress is a huge one. Just being a stressful life, having a stressful life. Full stop, stressful life. So we put enormous pressure on ourselves. We have to achieve financially. We have to do so much. We have to work hard. Creates enormous stress. The lifestyle that we live, so being very sedentary, sitting all day, being in front of a computer, Not exercising is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Not eating properly is an enormous Eating a huge dinner, feeling bloated in the evening. Yeah. So a lot of people sometimes say, you know, we talk about on some workshops, creating a sensual evening for your partner. Oh, I'm going to make roast lamb and potato and this and that. (laughs) How do you expect to have all the sexual energy when all of your body's energy is taken in digesting this huge food? Not going to happen. And we've had big discussions about this. You and I. Yes. I remember a conversation that we had once. And, um. Yeah, that I said that I prefer not in the evening if possible. So, like, come home. Yeah. Have awesome sex. Then have supper. Laundry, supper, everything can wait. Now, now. It's, it's. People just, okay, let's, let's leave it when the kids are asleep. You know, I just looked at the bank statements. (laughs) Everything is done. But all of those things conspire to having wonderful sex. Because then you're tired, you're stressed, all sorts of things have happened. That stop you being there. Mm. Medication, particularly, sure. and the amount of people who are on, firstly, blood pressure medication impacts on this, anti-anxieties, antidepressants, 
And the antidepressant part of the pharmacological industry is worth billions yeah, for sure. alone. So those sorts of things impact on sex. Then the fact that there's a performance. I have to perform. I have to be, I have to make you come. So we spoke last week about some of the issues with why women struggle to have orgasms. One of those was pressure. 20 minutes. Mm. I need to spend 20 minutes stimulating you. By that time, I'm tired. (laughs) Well, get stronger, dude. So. Then we don't put, we don't understand the importance of sex in our relationship. It's something, it's something interesting that, you know, when you, when you do exercise or when you have a goal. So, you know, okay, I'm going to spend 10 minutes on that, 15, 20, 15, 20 minutes on that, whatever. I'm going to work nine hours a day. When the mind knows what to expect, but when you have an expectation that a woman's going to climax in five, six minutes, or that I need for 20 minutes just to move my hand like a crazy person or to eat her in the most obscene way that move my head and gets completely tired or pound, you know, go and thrust 20 minutes. That's not, you know, that's a perception. That's what it is. Then an enormous problem is that most men think they need to have sex like you see in porn. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with what sex and intimacy and love but like often nothing really are. nothing <coughs> there can be a moment there could be a nice posture they can but that is not, it's not what key it's to about. pleasure and understanding pleasure so the one thing that you kind of said there is fascinating and i've been writing quite a lot about it recently is we don't get education for sex for love for pleasure for relationship what mm. we get is very very little so we set certain goals for ourselves in life. We have to achieve certain things. We have to work hard. We have to earn money. We have to do all of these things. And we set all these goals for ourselves. How much time do we spend setting a goal or understanding how important our relationship is? And, and the sexual part of our relationship and as learning well. about it. And then understanding that... The time that I spend learning about stuff at work. So think about work today. You have to be learning all the time because things change so fast. Sure. If you don't keep learning, at at some point somebody says to you, thank you very much, go home. Exactly. Because you can't do what you need to be doing. How much time do you spend learning about your relationship, about what a relationship is? What is love? How? What do you want from your relationship? What does your partner want? Crazy. And we just expect that we're going to get it all Right all the time With no education With no real idea of this And um, I was talking to somebody in the week And they were saying But the most beautiful thing is Saving yourself and not having sex Before you marry someone (laughs) And then all of a sudden you find out There is no sexual compatibility Because you've had no discussions about sex There has been no discussion about what's important for you sexually, about your authentic sexual self, as we've spoken about a lot with Galen, for example. And it's all of a sudden supposed to happen and get right. That is such an illusion and such a delusion. And it's no wonder that that's... It's it's, it's, it's scary to think that if I look... Outside this window, here in the studio, I'm sure, I'm sure that 95, 98% of people are not having the fulfillment and the pleasure they could have 
if they because some people manage to live a nice life and have great communication verbally and they're good friends, but the intimacy and the sexuality, mm-hmm. the raw sexuality, is not a part no. because that's not something they know how to activate. No. So most relationships today, maybe not most, but an enormous amount of relationships today are partnerships. Mm. People work well together. They parent well together. They work well as a couple in society and family. They entertain well together. It's a partnership. Mm. The love, the intimacy, that's a whole different story. So as a man, to have really good sex, you have to come from your heart. That's where the connection needs to be. That's where you get to places. And I can tell you in my life and in my relationship, I am having the most incredible sex that I've ever, ever had. So I've spent most of my adult life exploring sex and pleasure. Yeah, so, that's for sure. <laughs> so I know a lot about sex. But you also also research, so you have the real testimonies because a lot of people don't know what other people feel and you know. Yeah, but beyond that, what's changed this for me is understanding that the heart is the entry point. That's, that's the arousal. That's scary, John. That's what's made it the best ever. That's where things happen that are almost indescribable in terms of the pleasure, in terms of the possibility that when she has an orgasm and I'm inside of her, that my lingam drinks that in and I feel it in my heart. Everything just melts and opens and worlds appear. It's it's a very, 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 very foreign concept to say heart. Would you say, because for a lot of people, the heart and the caring is the end of sexual intimacy. For most people it is. It's like, I want some tenderness or some sensuality, so I'll have sex to get there. Mm. And then you'll hold me and we'll be calm and peaceful and quiet. And part of it comes from not being able to say what we want so for a man to say I don't know that I really want to have sex tonight or maybe a little bit of sex but I don't necessarily want to come and I want it to be this performance I want to be doing all of this active stuff can it be soft and slow and gentle can we cuddle and touch and what is that as a man and then when he says, I don't really want to have an ejaculation or an orgasm. And a woman says, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Yeah. So our sexuality and our sexual lack of understanding, for want of a better phrase, has become so entwined in not understanding those possibilities. And then I have all these sexual fears as a man because I'm told I have to be really hard. I have to last so long and I have to do all of these things. So let's go a little bit to soft sex. Soft sex says that you do not need to have an erection. An erection. Mm. You can be about half erect and it can be absolutely beautiful. Or even just interested so, and happy and want yeah. to be. It doesn't have so to be hard. Here's some of the things about soft sex which are really amazing. Firstly, you need a lot of lube. For soft sex, <laughs> even for soft sex, you need a lot of you need a lot of lube because you're actually not you're not you're not yeah. uh, moist naturally. And then and then your movements are not always big thrusts; they're mm. much smaller movements. So very often you become more aware of minute sensations 
of amazing feelings from mm. really small movements. That's big. That's really huge, and it's really, really beautiful. You have to to break the conception or the the misconception of sex is about, as you said before, doing, moving, mm. <clears throat> being very, very, very mm. hard, very aggressive. There is unbelievable sensations for men and women in the slow, yes. very, very, very soft, gentle touch. It's unbelievable. It it feels sometimes it grows, it brings a, a stimulation that the biggest porn scene and the biggest, you know, pounding and hard, aggressive, wonderful sex will never bring those sensations. It's almost opposite to what we think. You need to try to understand. It will build also arousal for men and the woman from just being soft to something that even the craziest sex can't sometimes bring. Yeah. And it's true. And then you've got to think about position. So position mm. is really important for soft sex. And you have to, to experiment a little bit. Mm. So when she is on top, very often it's much easier. Really? And then, yeah. Even if it's semi-hard. and Yeah, because you're inside of her. And it's much more that she's rocking on top of you more than moving. So it becomes more about rocking than thrusting. Mm. Then another really awesome position is when you are on top of your partner. So it's like standard missionary position. She's lying on her back. You're on top of her. When you're inside of her, she closes her legs. And you put your legs on either side of hers. Okay, yeah. So it's, Got it? Yeah. It's much more... So she, so you're like enclosed. Yeah, it's enclosed. And then again, your movements are slow. Mm. Your movements are gentle. And when you can do that, when you can connect with your heart, the tenderness of that, your whole body becomes this incredible organ of pleasure. Mm. There is unbelievable amount of sensation and that is and it's the sensation is mind-blowing mm. because you actually start to feel so there's a very interesting guy called barry long he's a, a british sexologist and he writes about the fact that we have made cocks weapons so for example one of the biggest weapons in our world is that of rape but beyond that sex for so many people is about Conquering, I'm taking you, I'm co and I have to be really hard for that to happen in this really big, masculine, wah, energy. So, one aspect of this really big, masculine energy is noise. <laughs> Please talk about talk it a about lot. This. It's, it's such a turn on. Okay, <laughs> unless I just have to say, I had a few experiences. <laughs> and it's beautiful because it's people that really have much more understanding of energy. So it was exp people yeah. that usually are more conscious and more mm. energetic. And it blew me away because I was 20-something and I didn't know that men can make so, so much men, noise. It's quiet. Yeah, no, it's not even quiet. It's dead quiet. So even, <laughs> even you walk down the corridor of a sex club and, and there's all these closed doors and you hear all these noises the behind the door. So you hear beds moving. And then you hear the woman. And you, that's it. <laughs> and you don't hear a word from these, even in porn, you don't hear men going, ah, where's your voice, man? Bring it out. That's energy. Sound is energy. And if you are the sexual god and the sexual beast, where the fuck are you? Because <laughs> if you're just in this, <gasps> Excuse me, where is your power? Let her hear your power 
and let her hear your growl and your shout. It's a turn on. And it then really you is. really get into your heart. Because when you're in that sound, you have to be present in your body. It brings you into presence. I think, yeah. And in Find the, your voice. And in the beginning, it might seem, don't make it fake. It's not like porno sound. No, it's no, not no. like a porno yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> Is that a porno sound? Is that how it goes? I have no idea. Because I never really heard men <laughs> I don't make think a they lot have. of it's noise It's music and the woman. Yeah. They actually, even their faces are not even in the picture. Most mm. porn... Uh, scenes are that the hands are behind the pelvis so nobody <laughs> will miss the cock yeah. and then you see the thrusting and usually you look you see the woman's expression as she looks up usually in the submissive or slutty or i don't know fuck me pose and then you don't see their faces they are they're not important even if there's double penetrations there's no faces there's cocks <laughs> there's asses and there's legs and that's basically yeah. a male performance. So, as a man, make noise. Find and your make voice. It real. It's it's funny. Uh, I think in the beginning it will be a bit it funny. Is. Yeah. And then understand that it's okay to laugh at yourself because sex is absurd and ridiculous, and we take it so seriously. Yes, yeah, I do it wrong. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I say this on a lot of workshops. If you do it with love, you're not going to do it wrong. Because remember, it's about. Pleasure. It's about exploring. It's about growing. It's not about getting it right. And it's about learning to communicate. And we struggle with this. Oh, yeah. So a lot of times, so you were talking earlier about like a night of blowjobs. Yes. Okay. Is there such a thing as a good blowjob and a bad blowjob? Of course there is. And until you've had a really good experience, you've no idea of the difference. Yeah. Um, but learning as men to communicate about what we like is a huge thing. And our partners will often ask us, so tell me what to do. Show me what to do. And we go, uh, 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 just do it because it feels good. Whatever you do is good. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. I don't know. Maybe I should know. So Maybe I should practice. Maybe we so should if practice. If I don't know. <laughs> then how the heck am I supposed to tell you? Yeah, that's a big one. And then we have to learn to communicate. And then you have to put this male ego stuff aside. And the shutting down. Because, <clears throat> interesting thing. So, I remember a night where the absolute beast... Goddess of my lover came out And she was on top of me With this hair and these eyes And this breath and this energy And was just beautiful Beyond She allowed herself to surrender To that As a man One of the things that we do Is we create The safety For our partners to do that we hold the space for them to do that. We have to go into our vulnerabilities, into our fears. We have to surrender to ourselves before we can do that for them. We have to learn who we are as men. It brings a tear to my eyes because it's so rare. That space comes from the heart. It doesn't come from your cock. It doesn't come from fucking for five hours. 
It doesn't come from pounding somebody. That comes from your heart. And I say this often that for so many men, their greatest fantasy and their greatest fear are the same thing. Oh, yeah. The fantasy is the sexually free, sexually powerful woman. So the fantasy then is there is nothing she will not do. The fear is that firstly, she's going to fuck you to death and then ask for more and you can't keep up with that. Mm. And she is not going to let the fullness of herself out because she knows you can't deal with it. So we hide ourselves. So many beliefs need to just be shattered. It's like a whole new space of vulnerability and heart and love and caring needs to open in the bedroom that will be the foundation for a relationship, allowing playfulness just being, not preparing, not thriving towards a goal. All these things that we are just not qualified. We are, we haven't, we haven't even thought. We haven't put a moment. So think about, <clears throat> and I wrote about this this week. Think about how much time you actually spend. <clears throat> if you're into nutrition, for example, how much time do you spend you reading prepare, about? Prepare. You go. You shop. Reading you, about banting. Reading about this. Reading about yeah. that. Reading about what's out there. What do people think? What are they doing? Yep, And then in terms of relationship and in terms of sex, we might go to a tantric workshop. So maybe you'll come to an expanded orgasm workshop and maybe you'll learn a little bit of massage and you'll do a tantric weekend and maybe you'll do an imago weekend on relationships. And that's all that we do. Mm. Instead yeah. of understanding that I need to do this every day. I need to spend time on this. So being a sexual, conscious sexual man, the physical part of it is often really small. It's not really small, but in context sometimes it is because the bigger element is that emotional space and the energy space. And there's so many other options. You have your hands have your mouth you have toys you have co you have her she can show you or if it's it doesn't matter if it's a, a male and male or female male it doesn't matter you can show each other you can teach each other you can learn about yourself and then share what you've learned it really needs to, the expectation yeah and i need to say this here that gay men have as many sexual issues as straight men sometimes compounded because of being gay, and especially in South Africa, being in a, in a society that does not really acknowledge and accept who they are. Mm. Families who don't accept that. Families who totally reject their men for being gay. Yeah, that works both sides. And that has enormous impact on our sexuality. Mm. So what, as a man, stops you getting sexual and relationship help because we've been taught that we're weak. Interesting thing. Do you know, <clears throat> have a guess at how many men are impacted on by erection problems at some point in their life. doesn't always mean it's a huge thing. Sometimes it's there for a little while. Sometimes comes and goes. Any idea of a percentage? 90%. 
Not quite, but it's it's not that far wrong. It's definitely over 70. Must be. Because a lot of men in surveys and studies won't always acknowledge it. Yeah. But it's definitely over 70. That means that 70% of men have these issues. It doesn't mean that they're always in extreme. It doesn't mean that they're always present. But the amount of men that it is always present in and has become a problem for is huge. And very often... <clears throat> the strength is in acknowledging it and then doing something about it. That's the strong one. So the interesting thing is that when we have problems in other areas of life, <clears throat> we'll find a consultant. Yeah, that's what you So I have a problem in my business, I'll find a consultant. I have a problem with my car, I'll take it to the mechanic. I'm not playing as good a golf as I could. I'll go to the pro for lessons. My bike needs to be set up for Sunday's ride, so I will take it to the bike shop, and they will do whatever it is that they need to do. Much easier to give something to somebody and say, fix it. And then I will sit there with my sexual thing and think, what's going to happen? It's going to fix itself. I'm just going to, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm just going to ignore it. (laughs) It's not going to fix itself. I know. And the power is in saying, I can make this different. And then fixing a problem is often just the beginning. And often that's the easy part. Then what? Because every man wants to be a super lover. I want to wear a Superman t-shirt tomorrow because of what I did in bed last night. And then the learning, and that's where the real power is. So what kind of man do you want to be? What kind of relationship would you like to have? And what kind of pleasure would you really like to experience? And it's okay to say I don't know. And then to start exploring. Exactly. And we're convinced that we do have to know. How are you supposed to know, not if nobody ever taught you, because it's your responsibility to learn, and there is so much information available. We live in an age of information. Which is relatively There are new, resources, but, yeah. but they're available for everybody. Yes. Some are better, some are worse. But to start a journey of saying, I want to learn about this. You know, I went to a talk last night that was on... The medical aspects of marijuana, what people are using it for, how they're using it. It was really, really interesting, you know, the different strains, um, how it connects with diet, um, with even with, with the spiritual side of life. It was fascinating. It was a room full of people who are learning, who are reading, who are interested. What does it take to have the same amount of people at a relationship workshop? Much easier to go for a. So um, think about. A think about Europe. He gives talks. Yeah. To halls full of people who want to learn about business and mm. entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. What does it take for us to have the same amount of people learning about pleasure, learning about relationship, learning about intimacy? The biggest understanding is, at the end of your life, what is it that you want to look back at? Nobody ever said they wished they'd worked harder. 
The biggest study on happiness in the world done by Harvard University, a 75-year study of happiness. What comes out at the top of the list? Good relationships. Nobody ever said they wished they'd worked harder. Nobody ever said they wished they'd spent more time mm. in their office. I wish people knew they're not alone. <clears throat> what they said is, I wish I'd spent more time with my family. Yeah. I wish I'd spent more time learning about love, experiencing that. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. Learning to say no to certain things in our world. I don't need to spend as much time. At the office. Yeah. I don't need to be this workaholic. There are other things in life, <clears throat> and we actually can have everything. We need a mind shift. We need a mind shift that says, live more from the heart. And you can have everything. There is enough for everybody. You just, you just ruined, you know, biblical, primal sin, Christianity, there's not enough. We should be God, sinners. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Fuck. Because go deep inside and think, why don't I deserve? And f there, there will come such a understanding from within that it's it's really it's something that was forced upon you yeah. to think that you're a sinner and that you're dirty and that you don't deserve and there's not enough. And you do live from you your do. heart. There's so enough much. for all of us. To all the men listening. I really wish you the pleasure and the fullness of being a man because it is the most beautiful journey into yourself. Is it easy? No, it's not. Is but any journey it is easy? the most beautiful, exciting journey. What is demi uh, demi demisexual? Demi is more somebody, and it's really appropriate for today. Actually, is it? is it? It's somebody who will only get aroused when there is a deep emotional connection. Really? Yes. Oh wow, that's like that is a, a whole different ball game. Me, I'm a demisexual. You are different. Can you can you become one? Yeah, of course. Okay. Open your heart. Mm. Three words, amazing. Open your heart. I hope to see you guys next week at the oral sex workshop. Come learn about pleasure. Um, and if you're in a different country, join us next week. <laughs> different country. Go to the website, buy the blowjob DVD, and come to the squirting show <coughs> next week. I wish you all so much pleasure and baby I love you. This is Cliffcentral.com